Hey, I'm Brandon. And I'm Hannah, and we're the pastors at New Community Church. Yeah, and it's our hope that this message inspires you to take your next steps in your faith journey with Jesus. Thanks for joining us today, and enjoy the message. Hi, I'm Hannah Baldwin. I'm one of the pastors here at New Community, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. I recently heard the saying that your life moves in the direction of your strongest thoughts. And I came to this conclusion. This is why we don't go to the grocery store when we're hungry. I mean, seriously, though, we've all been there. We've all gone grocery shopping when we were hungry, and we all went way over our weekly budget. I mean, literally, last Sunday evening, I went to the grocery store while I was hungry. Brandon and I have a tradition of not cooking dinner on Sundays, but rather we give our kids a hot dog and we eat nachos, cheese and crackers, ice cream and popcorn, whatever we have to do not to cook dinner that night. And so I'm thinking about what I want to eat when I get home. And I end up buying literally every item that I said earlier. When I got home, Brandon was helping me carry the groceries in. And he looked at me and he was like, what is all this? And I just said, I was hungry. Let's just say that was an epic snack night and he was thanking me later. The direction of our life is led by our strongest thoughts. And we know this is true because when COVID hit, we all did a panic buy. Let's say that fear of quarantine was real. And there's a reason why we couldn't get toilet paper. And there's a reason why I have four cases of green beans sitting in my pantry right now. Our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts, hungry or not. For better or for worse, the life you have is a reflection of the thoughts you think. I love Proverbs 23, 7. It says, for as he thinks in his heart, so he is. As you think, so you become. It's simple. I don't really need to convince you of this because we all know that if you think you can't, you probably won't. If you think you can, you probably will. If you dwell on problems, you'll become overwhelmed. But if you look for solutions, you'll probably find some. Our lives move in the direction of our strongest thoughts, which means most of life's battles are won or lost in the mind. We've been in this series called Unshaken with the main idea of how to build a life that isn't completely rocked by the storms we encounter in life. And how many of us know that some of the toughest storms we face are the storms in our minds? How many times have we said, if I could just get out of my head, I would be fine? And this is because our minds are at war with God's truth to us and Satan's lies. We're conditioned to thought patterns and behaviors that are unhealthy, and we miss the real wrestle. And it's this battle between God's thoughts for us and Satan's. We're in a spiritual mental struggle. And in a moment, I want us to take a realistic approach and think about how we can withstand some of the biggest battles or shakings in our life. But before we go there, I want us to pause and do a thought audit. Let's take a moment and be honest with ourselves and see where we land on the spectrum and allow God's spirit to lead us and guide us. Okay, first, is your life guided by worried thoughts or peaceful thoughts? Are you worried about the future, your kids, money, your job, the election? Or are you peaceful? Are you resting well at night? Is your mind at peace? I'll be honest. I struggle with worry thoughts. This is my biggest mental battle. Okay, number two. Do you have a positive mindset or a negative mindset? Do you tend to believe the best about people? Life is good. You're pretty optimistic. Or do you tend to be critical? Do you tend to find faults and seem discontent? Are you negative in your mindset or are you positive? 
Okay, last one. Are you worldly thinking or eternally minded? Are your thoughts driven by what benefits me? Are people going to like me? Do people see what I do? Or are you eternally minded? Are you thinking about what benefits the kingdom of God? Am I using my gifts for his glory? Is the work I'm doing having an eternal impact? Think about what you think about because your life is moving in that direction. What drives your mind drives your life. So here's the question. Are you excited about the direction your life has taken you? Your thoughts are taking you? So here's the question. Are you excited about the direction your thoughts are taking you? Let's go back to Proverbs 23. As he thinks in his heart, so he is. As I think in my heart, so am I. Y'all, I've had seasons in my life when I was not excited about the direction my life was headed in. I was losing the battle in my mind. In COVID, there have been days when I was losing the battle in my mind. We've all had days when we weren't excited about the direction our life was headed in. Our mental battles were wicked, and at times it seemed like we might not recover. But I want to encourage you today. This isn't a new battle. God's not surprised by our thoughts. And actually, it's his hope that our thoughts will lead us to him, and we will trust him with the battle. So if there's one thing I want you to hold on to today, one thing to remember is this phrase. Change your thinking, change your life. Now, I've heard this phrase before. Honestly, I'm pretty sure it's a book, and no, I'm not endorsing it because I haven't read it. But I think this is a phrase that's worth holding on to. So say it with me. Change your thinking, change your life. I believe God wants to have a little coaching session with us today to help us see how we can change our thinking and change the direction of our life. And here's why I believe God cares about the direction of our thoughts. Because he talks about our thoughts a lot in the Bible. And when you read the Bible and an idea or a theme is repeated, it's because it's important to God. Kind of like as a parent, when you repeat different habits or behaviors you want your children to have, it's it's because it's important for them to do them. Like, there's a reason why we remind our kids every day to brush their teeth, because it's necessary and important for them to brush their teeth. And in the same way, it's important to God to teach us how to let our thoughts lead us. So today we're going to pick up on a conversation the Apostle Paul is having about how to fight our mental battles in a letter to the Corinthians. And Paul's writing this letter after he experiences a crushing in his own life. And it's a moment that changed his life forever. Listen to how he retells his experience. He says, We think you ought to know about the trouble that we went through in the providence of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. Crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. Do you feel his emotion? Have you ever felt crushed and overwhelmed beyond your ability to endure? It's hard to put into words when you're feeling this way. For me, my mind becomes clouded. I I don't have definitive thoughts. I know I'm breathing, but there's dread that accompanies every breath. And there isn't a rational thought that's led me to this place. More often or not, it's a ruminated thought, a thought I've mulled on too long. And it's like my thoughts build a stronghold in my mind and they hold me captive. I'm crushed and overwhelmed beyond my ability to endure. When our thoughts are left unattended, we ruminate on them, we mull on them, and we allow them to lead us to places we never thought we would end up. And we end up in a stronghold, 
and we're held captive. God cares about our thoughts because he knows this is where we can end up in a stronghold crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure by thoughts that are not formed on truth, but built on the falsehood from the enemy. But this is why Paul is writing this letter. He's writing to say, hey, sometimes we find ourselves in this place, but we don't have to stay here. We don't have to give up and surrender to this way of life. Paul uses this imagery of a thought stronghold a little later in his letter, and I want us to listen to what he has to say. For though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. And the war he's talking about is the war of the mind, the mental battles. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Paul's writing to tell us that we don't have to fight our battles on our own. God wants to help us fight these battles, and he's given us weapons or tools that have divine power, God power, to demolish to demolish the strongholds in our minds. He says we demolish arguments and every pretension, every assertion, every claim that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. We have the power to fight and take our thoughts captive. And that power comes from God's Spirit. When we surrender our life to Christ, His Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. And He's our advocate. He empowers us. And those thoughts that we ruminate on, those thoughts that hold us captive, they have to be submitted to His authority. We have to measure and see if they are from God. And if they aren't, we have the power to make them obedient to Christ through the Holy Spirit. Paul says in another letter, Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Ask God's Spirit to renew your mind, to help you see the way that He sees, to help you hear the way that He hears, to help you think the way that He thinks. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, perfect. Change your thinking. Change your life. In another letter, Paul says to the Ephesians church, Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Paul's repeating this idea in different letters to different churches because it's important to God that we let Him renew our minds, to renew our perspective, and let Him take every thought captive. Change your thinking, change your life. Maybe you're thinking, well, this is nice, but how do I know if a thought is from Christ or if it's a lie from the enemy? And this is probably the hardest part because the enemy is really good at this. He knows how to twist words, how to warp your memory, to take situations or to to use years of bad habits and struggles or addictions and hold you as prisoner. And it shows up in simple phrases like this. All I do is fail. I'm not good enough. I will never get my relationships right. I hurt everyone close to me. My heart is too broken for me to be healed. And whether these are conscious thoughts or not, whether we realize they're leading our life or not, we come to these conclusions based off of lies from the enemy. Romans 8, 6 says, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. There is no life in those thoughts, just strongholds and prisons. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. 
In Galatians, in another letter that Paul wrote, he says, Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Are you catching the pattern? God cares about our whole life, even our thoughts. And he wants to demolish every argument and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of him. And He, we can take captive every thought and make it obedient to him. God wants us to know him and to know the freedom that he has for us. And when our thoughts are being guided by him, by his spirit, the fruit of the spirit is in our life. When we witness somebody that has unexplainable peace, that's because the fruit of the spirit is in their life. When we witness somebody that has that is able to love in a way that we can't understand, that's because that's the fruit of the spirit in their life. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The way we know if a thought is in line with God is by the nature of the thought. In other words, we need to get really good at measuring our thoughts. And if the thought is, all I do is fail, well then no, that's not from God. That's in, that thought conflicts with the nature of God. God doesn't make mistakes. You're not a mistake. You're not a failure because it's impossible for God to create a failure. If your thought is, I'm never good enough, the shift to taking that thought captive moves to God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You make me enough. If your thought is, I will always be alone. The shift to taking that thought captive is, God, your word says, I can never escape your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. You go before me. You go behind me. You're right here in the middle, and I am not alone. If your thought is, I can never get anything finished, the shift is, God, you conform all things to your purposes for your will for me. If your thought is, I don't matter, take that thought captive. Take it captive and declare, God, you know everything about me. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise. God, you think about me and your thoughts about me are precious. And they are so numerous, they can't even be counted. I matter to you. Take every thought captive. Measure that thought. Measure the thought and see if it's in line with the fruit of the Spirit. And if it's not, take that thought captive. Give that thought to God and ask Him for His perspective. If that thought creates anxiety in you, it is not from God. If that thought creates worry or fear in you, it is not from God. And if your thought is, I can't bring this to God, then it's not from God. God wants us to cast our worries and our fears to Him to come to him with our worries and our fears. And anything that keeps you from coming to him is not from him. Change your thinking, change your life. We don't have to be consumed every time there's a storm in life, every time there's a storm in our minds. Take every thought captive. There's a new narrative that God wants to write for you. He wants to reverse your conditioned response, and he wants to help you take every thought captive. I get so passionate about talking about our thoughts because there was a season in my life when I was trapped in a stronghold. And I want to preface this story with the reminder that we don't land in a stronghold off of rational thoughts. It's the, it's the irrational thoughts that build that stronghold. And for me at the time, I was a stay-at-home mom. I, honestly, this was a dream of mine. I really... This was something that was really important to me, and I was so grateful that God made a way for me to be home with our kids. But in this season, I had done a really good job of isolating myself. And we said this before, but I, 
it's something worth repeating. Isolation really messes with you, and it really messed with me. And my mental battles in this season were real. I was struggling with feeling like I was missing an opportunity in life because I stayed home with our kids. I felt like I was missing my chance because I was at home changing diapers while everyone else was doing something with their life. And we can't miss what happened here. The enemy twisted my dream and he made it a prison. I found myself in a really dark place. I had spent my days ruminating on thoughts that were not true. And I became very, very bitter in this season. And I felt like I didn't have a way out. New Year's Eve came and our family has a tradition of setting obtainable goals. And we were sitting around the table with our kids and uh, we were writing down their goals for the year. And Jody wanted to lose the tooth. Reagan wanted to learn to write her name. And Shepard, well... Let's just be honest. He was too little to care. But Brandon looked at me when it came my turn, and I couldn't come up with a thing. I just started crying. I didn't have a goal. I didn't have a dream to pursue. And I couldn't even pretend like I had something I could I could come up with. I was just stuck. I was just finished. I felt like I'd missed all my chances. And the enemy twisted my season, and my thoughts created a stronghold, and I couldn't find my way out. I wasn't in a place where I could take every thought captive. I couldn't even see that my thoughts had taken me captive. I needed someone to help me get. I needed someone to help me get there. And I tell you this because our culture has a habit of saying, let me know if you need anything. And yes, our intention in saying this phrase is so genuine. I've said it a thousand times, and I've meant it wholeheartedly. But if a person is trapped in their stronghold, they can't reach out. They need someone to reach in and help pull them out. They need someone to speak God's truth to them, God's hope. And they need help identifying the thought to take captive. This is what Jesus' whole life was about. He was meeting people at their point of need and extending a grace they had never experienced before and called them to a life he created for them. God sent Jesus to us to reach in our stronghold and to pull us out. And that New Year's Eve, God reached into my stronghold, and he pulled me out. He used Brandon to help me see that I was trapped. And that night was my first night of learning to take my thoughts captive. And I'll be honest, it was an instant. It was a process. And the process was pretty ugly at times, but the grace that I experienced, that our family experienced, was totally worth the process. And maybe you're like me. Maybe you're caught in a stronghold. You've ruminated on some thoughts too long, and God's showing it to you today. Or maybe you've experienced some heart-bursting moments, and you aren't sure how to put your heart back together. The storms in your mind, the battles you face have been fierce. And you're too broken to be put back together. I believe God brought you here today because he's reaching into your life, reaching into your story, and he wants to pull you out of that stronghold. God wants to meet you at your place of pain in the middle of your storm and bring you to a place of freedom. He wants to renew your mind, renew your thoughts, and set you free. I'm going to pray for you in a moment, but I want you to be active in this prayer. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit to renew your mind, to renew your perspective, and to set you free. 
God, I pray right now that the peace of Christ would settle in each heart and mind, that your Holy Spirit would come and renew these perspectives, illuminate the thoughts that are holding people captive, point them out, expose them, and allow your truth to penetrate their minds. Set these minds free and let the truth of your hope and promises be greater than any lie of the enemy. In Jesus' name, amen. As we finish out today, I just want us to continue in an attitude of prayer. And if you know that you're battling a stronghold, I just want to encourage you, your next step is to just to read your Bible. Ask God's Spirit to lead you as you read the Bible and allow the truth of God to feed your heart and your mind, to renew your mind. And I encourage you, start in the New Testament. Learn about Jesus and the life that he created for you. Maybe you're listening here today and you know that God's prompting you to help someone learn how to stand in the storm, to help them identify the stronghold, to speak God's truth and hope in their situation, to help them learn how to renew their mind. And maybe this person doesn't even know Jesus yet, but the grace that they will experience in their relationship with you will point them to Jesus. And maybe, to be honest, the thought of helping this person and reaching in and help pull them out of the stronghold scares you to death. You see that fortress and you see those barbed wires and you are not sure where to begin. Just start in prayer. You don't have to feel like you have to save someone. Only Jesus can do that. Just pray for them. Pray that God would give you words to penetrate their pain. That God would send more people to stand with them. Pray for them. Prayer is always where we begin. And ask God to show you what your next steps should be. And he'll be faithful. He'll show you. Maybe today has really shown you your need for Jesus. You know you've been trapped in a stronghold and you've never trusted anyone to help you. But you know Jesus is prompting you to take that step of trust with him today. The Bible tells us it's easy to enter a relationship with God. I just want to take a moment and lead you in that prayer right now. Jesus, today I give you my life. I let go of control. I surrender my thoughts and trying to handle things on my own. And I turn away from my way and I run to you. Come live inside me. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Fill me with your spirit so I have the power to live in your purpose for my life. Renew my thinking. Renew my mind. God, I thank you that you are always with us. And I thank you that your spirit is always with us. And I pray right now that each person would feel the assurance of your presence as we finish today. And God, I pray that you would just continue to illuminate what our next steps are in learning to identify our strongholds that are holding us captive. And I pray, God, that we would live on purpose and live in the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey with Jesus. Yeah, and we'd love to connect with you further. And the best way to do that is at our website, thenewcommunity.church, where you can connect to our small groups, find other resources, and even give to the work God's doing through New Community.